and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, and TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my best friend, my tag team partner, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's going on? Oh, not much. So, we have Friday Night Smackdown to talk about on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was... I thought, was, uh, I thought it was a good show, better than uh, some other SmackDowns I've seen in the past. So, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to talk about the matches whenever you are, and seeing as how you let me go first on the prediction show, I'll let you go first on this one today. Oh, who says I want to go first? <laughs> All right, well, um... This week, SmackDown got right into it. Uh, Liv Morgan came out, and it was a matchup between her and Sonya Deville in a no-disqualification match. Um, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a good match. Um, I mean, there's two things you can always, you can guarantee in a no-disqualification match. There's going to be kendo sticks and chairs used. Everything else is, is anything else that's used is, is kind of, you know, varies. Um, so, of course, the first weapon used was the kendo stick. And then the weapons that were used in the finisher were a pile of chairs. Um, I, I think it goes understated as to how, quote-unquote, valuable... Sony Deville is to the women's division, because normally when you have somebody that is is just there to put somebody over, it's because they're not talented, and you just put them in the ring with somebody that that you know you want to put over. Well, Sony Deville is talented. I mean, she can wrestle. She's good. I mean, she's been you know in title matches. Um, so putting her in this little feud with Liv Morgan's going to only help both of them, I think, in the end. Um, I mean, obviously, with the Liv Morgan push, there there was no way Sonya Deville was going to go over on her. Um, I, I thought the match was okay. Um, a little bit above average, I, I give it a C+. Okay, Elijah Leon is watching. Elijah, thanks for tuning in, new viewer. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. I liked the new, uh... I like the new attitude of Liv Morgan, so to speak. Um, I've always liked uh, no disqualification matches because, like you said, you never know what they're going to pull out. I mean, it'll just—it could just be anything. And I thought, you know, it was a really good match. She went to, you know, when they both landed on the table. Um, Liv Morgan had that. She was her. Sonya Deville was gripping her around the waist, and Liv Morgan just had that look, just like God help it, we're both going back. So back they went on the table. I thought it was, I thought it was a, a good match to start off SmackDown. I give it a B plus. Yeah, they, they almost overshot the table because they didn't really land on the table with their back. Um, Sonya yeah. Deville landed on the table right at, at the lower back into her, you know, into her bottom about halfway through the table. Got a little nervous for him there. 
Um, after that, they then went to a singles match um, last week on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, there was a little backstage, whatever you want to say, altercation between LA Knight and Ricochet, which led to a match this week between Ricochet and LA Knight. Trib, what'd you think? All right, well, Mr. Trivia is frozen up on my end. Not really sure what's going on, folks, so we are going to pause the show right here. Okay, everybody, we're back. I want to apologize for that. It shut us down. Top Rope Report here live. Facebook Live, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. This here is Mr. Trivia, along with my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the Nugster Greg. All right, Greg, we're back. All right, so as we, as as I was saying before, so rudely interrupted by you freezing on my tablet. Um, <laughs> after the Lib Morgan Sony Deville match, they then went to the matchup between Ricochet and LA Knight. This was off of a little backstage altercation from the week before. Trivia, what'd you think? All right, let me talk to you. Uh, I love that when he starts that off. Uh, LA Knight is a, <clears throat> I I think, I think in my opinion. I think L.A. Knight is a, is a great talent. I mean, he's he's a good wrestler. He knows his way around the ring. I think he can handle himself with anybody. He's a solid guy, muscular guy. But Ricochet just outperformed him. I mean, Ricochet is a tremendous wrestler. He he's got more moves than a Swiss watch. I just thought that, I just thought this was a real good match. You know, there was an issue before the match started with. Um, with LA Knight and the ring announcer there, and you know, I guess uh, Ricochet took care of that real quick. So, but I thought this was a really good match. It was the second match on the card, and I thought two matches in a row for SmackDown that I thought were really good. I gave this one a B plus, also. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, surprisingly enjoyed this match. I- I've never been a huge. I mean, you know, even back in the day. When he was in TNA, Eli Drake fan, um, I, I wouldn't go, and personally, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's a great talent. Um, I think he's good. I think he's okay. I, I don't think, great to me is main event, you know, elevated. I, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's anywhere near close to being elevated as, as, as a main event talent, which to me is somebody that's great. Um... He's good in the mic. He's good in the ring. Um, people hate him. Crowd doesn't like him, which is good because you either want to be well liked or you want to be hated. You don't just want to be, eh. Um, and, and the match between the two is really good. Um, Ricochet is to me what Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville is to the women's division. He's an excellent in ring performer. Um, that that's going to perform well no matter who he's in the ring against. Um, I did like this match not as much as you. Um, I did like that once again as you as you referred to LA Knight making um, beef with um, Samantha Irvin, the ring announcer who is for those that don't know Ricochet's real life girlfriend. So that was just one of those little added you know, quote-unquote anecdotes to the match that if you knew that and you saw Ricochet as he was doing it, run out of the ring to attack him, you, you, you enjoyed it a little bit more than maybe somebody didn't know that they're actually dating. Um, but I gave this whole thing a B. 
All right. Stephen Horvath and Pete Trent are watching. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, then they went to a backstage segment with Bray Wyatt. Um, where he was, he was talking about how he was being tormented and then got interrupted by a delivery guy. <laughs> then, you know, walked the 25 feet away the delivery guy was, um, you know, started saying how, you know, he didn't want to have to hurt him, but the, you know, kind of the voices were telling him to, you know, he wanted to take him and, and smash him into a concrete wall or a pole or a light pole or something. Um, and he really needed to apologize. The guy then apologized and then scurried away really quick, you know, like a squirrel in your backyard that's sitting there eating its food. And all of a sudden you come out and boom, it runs away. Um, you know, the way he was threatening the violence and kind of, you know, having to take deep breaths kind of make you start to see that we're, we're going to see, um, I don't, I don't want to say like an alter ego, but maybe like a split personality type character with Bray Wyatt. He's not always going to be Bray Wyatt. Something is going to send him to a darker place, whether it's some other mask that he wears or if he just, you know, does it on his own. Um, that's yet to see. Um, I, I, the whole thing was just okay. I gave it a C plus. Okay, yeah, I mean, when I saw that, um, one of these times I'm waiting for a vignette with him, and then when they put the camera on him, he's going to have the Fiend mask back on. I don't see and, the Fiend coming back, to be honest with you. Okay, but I mean, I like the, the persona he's playing now, because it's unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Like you said, his alter ego. One minute he could be, you know, in the ring doing all kinds of stuff, having a great match, and then something's going to click and he's going to snap and, you know, break somebody in half. So I can I can definitely see that. Uh, I think there's going to be a big difference in him when they finally bring out or, you know, reveal this Uncle Howdy guy and see where the Bray Wyatt character goes from there. I gave it a C. Okay. Now, quick question. Do you think that he needs to have, like, that fiend mask or that really, really weird looking white-ish mask that they've shown. Not the Uncle Howdy one, but the other one. Do you think they really need that? He needs to have something like that to be able to show off this split personality to the WWE Universe? No. Either do I. I, I totally agree. I think Bray Wyatt is... So good in the ring, I think he could do it without even having to wear a mask or a costume or anything. I think he could do it just going into the ring. Um, when he did the when he did the promo where he said, "My name is Bray Wyatt. My name is Bray Wyatt," and he repeated that, I was waiting for him to start out and say, "My name is Wyndham Rotundo," and then go back into, "Well, I'm Bray Wyatt," you know, just like snap. They won't. And he won't the, they won't do that. They won't have him use his oh. real name. I don't think. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't think personally. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little frog just jumped out of my throat. Okay. After that, we went to another promo. This was an in-ring promo where the Usos addressed their match that happened yesterday at Crown Jewel. Trivia, what'd you think? I, I thought it was a good promo. I think it made. I think when the New Day came out, it made it. 
it made it that much better. And then when the brawling brutes came out and attacked the uh, attacked the Usos, it really started to escalate. I mean, do I really want to see the Usos in the tag team title match again? Uh, yes and no. Well, the Usos are I the mean, champions, so every match you see them in are right. going to be the tag team championships. Good match, Dave. Oh, you froze again. You froze again on my oh. end. Oh, okay, well. Okay, um, I hear what you said. Didn't get your response on that at all. Okay, well, I mean, I understand that the New Day is going to be back in the title picture again. Oh, Do okay. I really want to back in the tag team title picture again? Yes and no. Uh, yes, because they're one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. Mm-hmm. They have the record right now for, you know, over the Usos. Well, no, Demolition has the... Uh, the all-time record. No, they don't. 400. Demolition has 478. The New Day has 483. Demolition oh, is second. Oh, way around. Nope. <clears throat> oh, okay, I apologize then. No, well, so why, would, why be... would it matter if they were beating the team that was in second place? No, the, no the I'm whole... just saying. Yeah, I think it would make it interesting to see the Usos and the New Day lock up one more time because they gave us some tremendous matches. And I gave that I gave that whole that whole pro, that whole promo a B plus. Okay, um, right off the bat, I'm gonna agree with you. Great. Um, I mean, Usos coming out and then having New Day come down. It, it was actually the first time I actually felt like the New Day has been relevant over the last several months. Um, we talked about how far they had fallen down with the shit matches they had put him in the feud with the Viking Raiders and you know wrestling Los Aparios and doing all this stuff. Um, but to me, the New Day, and I mean, I don't obviously, well, maybe if you look at him on the career level, is like John Cena. They step in the ring, they're a title contender. Oh, and, yeah. And, and so, you know, just because of what they've accomplished, granted, once again, is it a recycled storyline? Kind of. Because we've seen Usos versus the New Day plenty of times before. But this is a little bit added to the storyline because the New Day is looking to defeat the Usos to prevent them from breaking their record. Um, If the Usos beat the New Day on Friday Night SmackDown, I I think before the following SmackDown, they would have broken their record. Um... So, I mean, the the way, the, you know, the Brawling Brutes came out and attacked, and then you had Sami Zayn and Solo come out to kind of make it that, you know, four-on-four. Four. It, it's kind of funny if you look at it. Like, we know War Games is coming up. Survivor Series War Games, something we'll talk about after Nuggies News and Independent News. Are you... Oh, okay, yeah, you weren't moving at all for so long. You were just sitting there so still. <laughs> I thought maybe you froze up again. I'm like, damn, then it happened again. Um, And and it's weird how you're starting to see these groups of three and four, you know, Judgment Day, Bloodline, Brawling Brutes, you know, it's three, add one more, it's four, maybe an alliance between a New Day and somebody else. It's just, you're starting to see all these groups, so you you really don't know who's going to be in the War Games match, definitely on the men's side. Um... But yeah, I, I, like I said, I like this just as much as you did. I gave it a B plus. Okay. 
Um, after that, we then went to a, a, a matchup that was that showed Shayna Baszler coming down to the ring with Ronda Rousey um, by her side. And uh, Shayna Baszler was taking on Natalia after what happened once again last week. With, you know, Natalia telling Ronda Rousey that if she had been in the ring, you know, if she answered the open challenge, she would have beaten her. Um, this was just a squash match. Um, it wasn't anything more than that. I mean, Shayna Baszler, you know, defeated Natalia. But what I really liked about it is Shayna Baszler reminded me more of the Shayna Baszler that dominated in NXT. Somebody that really needs to be looked out for, not just thrown together in a random tag team, um, you know, doing stupid things in the ring. It really showed that side of her that she had in NXT, which I really liked. Um, and Natalia, she, she's 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 going to be in the Hall of Fame when she retires. Um, she's still very good in the ring. Um, as much as I make fun of her appearance or whatever, and you know the surgically modified boobs and, you know, the fact that I think they had to match her buttocks with her boobs so that she wasn't falling over. Um, put all that aside, she's, ex she's very, very good in the ring. Um, and she, too, can go with anybody and put her in the ring, no matter what level of an opponent she's going to be on, it's going to be a good match. I did like this match. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, let me ask you this question before I talk about this match. Do you think Natty is considered one of the top five women in WWE right now? No. No? Okay. No. I When, when I saw the, the two together, Natty and Shayna, before the match came on, and then I saw Shayna coming to the ring with Ronda Rousey, I said, ah, this could be a new alliance. This could be the dangerous tag team that I've been looking to see, but, you know, they're obviously not going to be a tag team because Ronda's still defending the title. Why not? But you, I had, thought, you had Becky, you had Bailey and Sasha each yeah. with tag team titles holding individual gold. I mean, who's to say it can't happen? Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and, uh, I, you know, like I said, I agree with you too. I thought it was a squash match. Uh, at the end, it looked like she broke Natalia's nose with that knee to the face. Yeah, yeah, after the match was and, over, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty nasty. And Shayna, like you said, I agree. Shayna looked like the Shayna of old, and that's a good thing for her, for her career right now. Because you want you want her to go in the ring and have people start to fear her, you know, like they do with Ronda. So I I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, after that, there was a little pre-taped um, promo from Legato Del Fantasma. Basically acknowledging or declaring that their feud um, with Hit Row will continue. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you about Legato Del Fantasma's feud with Hit Row um, continuing? Three. I'd go at about a negative 1.5. <clears throat> um, then, real realistically... That was it. SmackDown then went to their main event, um, which was for the Intercontinental Championship. It was Gunther um, versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Um, I probably forgot a match. What? Braun Strowman in that handicap match with those five guys. 
Oh, yeah, I did go right past that. That was after the, the Natalia Shayna Baszler thing. That, that um, goes to show you how much the matches we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a match. I, I mean, all right, well, you're up. Go ahead. Talk about it. <laughs> I did. I didn't mean to cut you off there, though, Greg. No, 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 I, that's um, fine. It's like I said, I did. I scrolled right past it. No, that that's I totally gave, fine. I gave this an incomplete. I mean, this was just ridiculous. You know these five guys don't have a Chinaman chance in hell against Braun Strowman. They don't need these five. They don't need Braun Strowman to beat up multiple guys in the ring at the same time to show how powerful and how much of a monster he is. He can do that in the ring with anybody. I mean, the best part about it was when he was slamming everything around. That's what I thought was, was the best part. But I was just, I didn't like it at all. I, I just gave it an incomplete grade. Oh, okay. Um, for those who don't know what Mr. Trivia's talking about, um, MVP came down to the ring and was talking about Braun Strowman and Omos and that, you know, he still carries a little weight around in, in the WWE and he had chosen five opponents for Braun Strowman to face. And these five guys were on the ramp and they started to walk down and then Braun Strowman's music hit and he just... Ran right through all five like a bowling ball through bowling pins. <clears throat> Knocked them all down and that was it. There was no match. <clears throat> he then went in the ring, confront, you know, chased MVP around, got him, power slammed him a couple times, and that was it. Ripped his shirt off and, you know, did his scream. I mean, was I glad that they didn't do an actual match? Well, yeah, because then it would have actually taken away from this last match that we're going to talk about next. Um, and so, you know, it just, it, I mean, yeah, incomplete, D minus, you know, whatever you want to call it. It just, it didn't do anything for Braun Strowman versus Omos, um, except for that he can just run through a crowd of people and knock them all over. Um, so I right. did actually give it a D minus. All right. Then, <laughs> we went to the uh, main event of the night, which was Gunther versus um, Rey Mysterio. Um, one thing I will say is if you, if you, if you followed Gunther, um, even back from the days in NXT UK, before they briefly brought him to NXT, um, he has gotten himself, and just watching him walk with, the rest of Imperium, when they showed the video of him walking and, and getting, quote-unquote, getting to the arena, the man's gotten himself in astonishing, fabulous shape. He had that beer belly gut, pasta belly gut going on when he was in NXT UK, and he's just gotten himself in such fabulous shape. It's not even funny, which just makes him that much more vicious in the ring. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed this match. Um, yes, were there times in there where there was a possibility that Rey Mysterio could have pulled off the victory? Yeah, <clears throat> but at no time, even though I, I knew the outcome, because for those of you who don't know, SmackDown was taped after last week's SmackDown to give superstars and, and the crew time to travel to Saudi Arabia. Um, it's something they do every time that they go to Saudi Arabia and I think even over to the UK. 
Um, but I really like this match. Rey Mysterio, and, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Rey Mysterio looks, I mean, he's 47. And he's performing just as well as people that are half his age. And I, I, it almost seems like he's gotten reinvigorated. Maybe he's putting everything he has into his matches because he knows he's not going to be around much longer. I mean, at the age of 47, how long can you keep it up? But I really like this match. I actually gave this match an A-. minus. Okay, I definitely agree with you on the grade. Uh, minus as well. I thought it was a really good match. I agree with you on the on the Gunther uh, description. The man has, I mean, he just takes this Intercontinental title run so seriously, which is good because he's a dangerous man in the ring to begin with. Yep. He's a big guy. He's strong. He knows his way around the ring. And him and Rey Mysterio was a really good match. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing these guys going at it again uh, in the near future. You know, even though there is a size difference, Ray's beating a lot of guys, you know, twice his size. But um, Yeah, and I, I do mean, think this, after this match, I, I think we're going to see another match between the two. I don't think it's over. Yeah. I thought it was a great match. I gave it an A- as well. Oh. Um, so overall, what were your thoughts of SmackDown? Overall, I gave it a B-. minus. Okay. I just thought that there were certain aspects of the show that were much better than previous SmackDowns that we've seen. Oh, absolutely. Um, they didn't spend a lot of time. You know, the Bray Wyatt promo, was I thought, was important because of his going over to Saudi Arabia again. Um, I could have done without the... Oh, we also forgot to talk about the... Um, the promo with Zia Lee and Emma, but that was ridiculous anyway. It wasn't so a promo. I, wasn't anything. Or, or an interview, rather. Yeah, but, it, was, um, it was, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that was, that was really nothing. But I thought that they hit, they, they did a great job on this SmackDown as opposed to previous ones. So my overall grade was a B-. minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely think this is one of the better SmackDown we've seen in many weeks. Um, comparing it to Monday Night Raw, well... One thing I can say about SmackDown is last week's Monday Night Raw may have had better, more better matches, but there were no duds on this show, which is very unusual. Every match they had was at least a good match, if not very good match. Um, right. So I'll agree with your B minus grade. I really enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. All righty, great. Well, that was our SmackDown preview. For last Friday's show. Review. Recap. Uh, not preview. Recap. recap. I'm sorry. Our SmackDown recap. Definitely looking forward to Monday Night Raw tomorrow night to see what they got going on. But we also got some other stuff to talk about with the next pay-per-view coming up. But right now, it's time to go to that part of the show that I'm sure everybody enjoys. I know I do. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right, well, let's talk about a couple things coming out of Crown Jewel. First and foremost, um, it has been announced that Logan Paul suffered not only a torn ACL, but I think a was it an MCL or PCL? Um, I think MCL. MCL um, in his match with Roman Reigns and may also have torn his meniscus. Um yeah, ACL, MCL. 
He said it happened about halfway through the match. It was a 25-minute long match. And if it happened, uh, even if it happened 15 minutes through the match, he did some things like jump off the top rope. We all saw the video footage on, on social media. Um, if you haven't, go to Instagram, go to TikTok, it's all, Twitter, it's all over. Um, of his video on his phone, frogs flashing on Roman Reigns, putting him through the announcer's table. And then that, I mean, 25-foot high, which something we didn't even mention, that like 25-foot high frog splash that he did. Up, I mean, he flew off of that rope. He did all that with a torn ACL-MCL. So we definitely have to give this man his props. Now, I've read or, or seen people talk about it on, on social media saying, oh, this is just WWE's way of getting him out of the ring for another, you know, seven, eight, nine months so they don't have you don't have to wonder why he's not a weekly superstar. I I I don't I don't believe that. I mean he had a very good performance at WrestleMania and then randomly shows up. I mean, yeah, he's under contract with WWE now, but it's not a full time performing contract. Um so I, I don't buy into that at all. Um it is also being reported that Drew McIntyre um, had the flu and, and was suffering from severe flu-like symptoms all the way up until the night before Crown Jewel and was feeling extremely sick but still went through with what was a good match um, in the steel cage against Karrion Cross um, at Crown Jewel. Um... I don't know if he's going to take, maybe he's going to take a little time off now because of that. Maybe a week or two, who knows. But he he really was rather under the weather. Um, Bailey and Bianca have made history um, at Crown Jewel. As they have now, Belair and Bailey made history by becoming the first pair of WWE superstars. To compete against each other in a one-on-one -on -one ladder, Hell in a Cell, and last person standing match. Now, is that anything to write home? Or is that just, to, I'm going to ask you your opinion. Is that something to, to like be proud of? Or is that one of those Major League Baseball stats where this batter hits 408? during day games against a left-hander when he's batting between the fifth and eighth innings? I think it's something to be proud of. Okay, okay, just, you know. I mean, that's amazing. Not very many people can do that with the same individual and still put on the show they put on. Right, and as they're saying, it's, it's not just the first time WWE women have done it. It's the first time any w any two WWE superstars have done this. So that includes the men. So yeah, I think it's something for them to be proud of. Yep. Um uh you know, we we had talked off air, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, I don't think we did. Um about the about a picture of the tag team women's match for Crown Jewel um looking like 
Alexa Bliss's hand wasn't really her hand, and the jacket she was wearing wasn't really her jacket. Kind of speculating, quote-unquote, rumors that maybe that was Sasha Banks and or Naomi being represented. Well, a huge development in their potential return to, I'm going to say, active duty. Because they're both still under contract with WWE. They didn't get let go. They didn't get fired. They just walked away and have been inactive for many, many months now. So, this nonsense of having a quote-unquote re-sign, well, no, they don't need to re-sign. They just need to get back to active duty. But a huge development in their possible return to the active roster last night, or sorry, yesterday afternoon at Crown Jewel, you know how they had the little vignette at the beginning where it's now, forever, whatever, now, or then, now, together, forever. Yeah. During that vignette, they had both been removed from it. They had both been re-added back to it. I know Sasha Banks is replaced by Cody Rhodes. I don't remember who Naomi is replaced by, but they have now both been re-added back to that pre-show vignette. So my question to you is, when do we see them? And where do we, we see them? I think we see them before Survivor Series. I don't, I'll be surprised if we see them in Survivor Series. Yeah, so would I, but at I, this point. But I, think, but I think we'll see them before Survivor Series. Okay. All right. I think it'll be just after. I think I think they realize they have a lull realistically now between Survivor Series and um, Royal Rumble. Um, they no longer have the day one pay per view, and it is also being report was being reported on a couple of websites that day one was supposed to be the culmination of Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, as they were supposed to have Lashley, Lesnar 3 at the day one pay-per-view. So now with that event being canceled, do we see, do they wait until Royal Rumble, which would keep both of them out of the Royal Rumble match? Do they, is, is or is a Monday Night Raw, quote-unquote, too small for the culmination of a Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar feud? I think they should keep it for the until the Royal Rumble. Okay. And that would be keeping them both out of the actual Royal Rumble match. That's the only thing. You don't think that hurts right. the Royal Rumble match at all? No, I don't okay. think it does. Alright. And finally, in in you know, reporting is last night they talked about a um Announced on SmackDown next week starts the SmackDown World Cup. Um, it's an eight-man bracket. Um, don't know the participants, but it is being reported that the winner of this tournament gets a guaranteed shot at the Intercontinental title. So whether they just release... I mean, they're, they're obviously they're going to... I don't know if they're doing you know one match each week. For several weeks, um, but yeah, that that's that's the results of this. Will be eventually being somebody that'll get a guaranteed shot at Gunther's Intercontinental Title. 
Alrighty. Um, and that's what I've got today for Nuggies News. Trivia, Alrighty. you've got an awful lot of independent news here, don't you? Yes, I have five independent uh, shows to report on today. All right, let me just sit back um, with my cup of tea and listen. <laughs> all right. Starting off, we are one week away from PAPW's Type 1 to None, the show for the, ju- the Juvenile Diabetes show. And I have the card that is going to be the guys that are going to be going against each other for the show. We will have Jared Diaz versus Marcel Williams, a match that I would definitely look forward to seeing. Chris Battle versus Bloodsaw. <coughs> Mike Skyros versus former PAPW champion Matias. <coughs> Excuse me. Nutrius X will battle Sunset Steve Garcia. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. King Ooh. of Paradise winner Greg Baylor battles. New England's hardcore icon, Bull Dread. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Also, ma- yep. also making an appearance on the show will be female wrestler Evie De La Rosa. Don't know much about her. Miracle Generation of Kylon King and Flash Waller will be making an appearance. Yeah, they're in a, fatal, make- they're in a fatal four-way match. What? Who else are they wrestling against? The other three teams. Oh, I didn't see the other three teams. Okay. I just saw, I just saw those, uh, and also the Battle Academy will make will be making an appearance, and this will be at the JCC of Greater New Haven in Woodbridge, Connecticut. One week in one in one week. Also, November twenty sixth, PAPW will present Unchained, the Hercules Hernandez Memorial Tournament. For some of you people out there who don't know who Hercules Hernandez is former WWE wrestler who was a tag team partner of Paul Roma under the name of Power and Glory. So they'll be having his memorial tournament on November 26th. The bell time is at 7 p.m. Tickets are $20. Where is it at? That is at the um, the school in East Haven on Cole Avenue. Also, November 27th, the next day, Shut Up and Wrestle will be appearing again at 72 Sergeant Sergeant Drive in Holyoke, Massachusetts. It's a 2 p.m. start time. $5 admission, which I think is a really good price for tickets for an indie show. And the first match that's been signed on that show is Jack Dalton versus Mark Alexander. Most of you people who have been seeing PAPW know a lot about these guys. They've made plenty of appearances on their shows before. Um, this one here, I don't have any information on. I just have the day, December 4th, Fight Life Wrestling in Warwick, Rhode Island. Tickets are on sale at fightlifewrestling.com. And the final one to report on today is Northeast Wrestling presents Holiday Havoc, December 17th at the NEW Arena in Bethany, Connecticut. There will be a meet and greet with the stars before the show. And the highlighted match for that night is Matt Tavin versus former WWE wrestler Fandango. So you definitely want to... Is he still going going by Fandango? WWE is letting him use that name? Yes, he is. That's very unusual. I know, because when I saw it, it said on the poster, Fandango, so... 
Didn't I say FKA like very small before it? It could have. I didn't see it, but it just said Fandango. Okay. Versus Matt Tavin. Okay. So those are your indie shows coming up in the month of November and December. So if you're in the area, check those shows out. So we are three weeks away from WWE Survivor Series War Games. Yes. Always been uh, always been a favorite pay-per-view of mine from WCW. I enjoyed it when it was in WCW. So I'm definitely uh, you know looking forward to seeing who WWE is going to match up as teams for uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, and that, that's games. one thing I wanted to talk to you about. I, I think I think the women's is a little easier to to kind of see as what it's going to be. More than likely, damage control plus a fourth versus, I would say, Bianca, Sasha, not Sasha, sorry, um, Bianca, Bailey, Jesus Christ, Bianca, uh, Asuka, Alexa, and then maybe a Candice LeRae is the fourth. I mean, okay, she's, I been would, in, yep. she's been in two of the NXT Women's War Games matches, so she's very experienced in it. Do you see Damage Control possibly, therefore, being Nikki Cross? It's possible. I see it happening. It, it, it's very possible. Even though she did put an attack on Bailey during that match with Bianca Belair when she attacked both of them, I, I think uh, I think Nikki Cross would be the, would be a right the right fit for that team. Now, if it wasn't, I don't know who the hell it would be if it's not at least one of one of these four. But if it wasn't one of them, what other four women could WWE possibly put together to go in a War Games match? I mean, we only got three uh, weeks. So, it's not like we have a lot of time to build storyline. Right. Uh, as, as far as heels and face go, I would say the only ones I can think of, which is probably not going to happen, but the only ones I can think of are Sonya Deville on one team. Sonya Deville, Zia Lee, Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler. Why Zia Lee? What, what other heels do they have that... Are, are you know that are, that they that they could put in there? I mean, for I the mean, fate. I mean, hell, they could. I mean, well, I mean, I yeah, I guess, but I I just don't see any chance they would put Zia Lee into a war games match when I mean, last night was probably the first time we've seen her since the summer. Um, for face, I for the face, I would say Shotzi. Raquel Rodriguez, Emma, and, uh, no, wait a minute, hold on. Go back to the heel part. I'm going to replace Zia Lee with Liv Morgan. No, Liv Morgan's not a heel, though. She would never team up with Ronda Rousey. I, okay, I, I, I mean, I don't, I see that that is a 0% chance. Well, then I would see Liv Morgan on the face side. I could see that. With, uh, yeah, with her, Bell, Shotzi, and uh, Emma. Okay. But as far as, I mean, 
interesting matches on the women's side go, I would have to say Damage Control plus one, Bianca plus three, with Alexa and Asuka being two of the three. I, I think that is the most likely scenario for the women's War Games match. Yep. And the most interesting, and, you know, I think fans are more um, invested in, in that rivalry than just throwing one together in three weeks. Right, because they so, all have history with each other. Right. So my, my question is, is really then on the men's side. Where could they... Where could they go with this? I, I mean, with Survivor Series War Games. I mean, Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes plus Drew McIntyre. Do we see a combination of the OC adding, I mean, really thinking outside the box here, looking at a fourth member, looking for a fourth member, having one it being like a Seth Rollins to get him on this pay-per-view some way, somehow... Um, unless they're gonna oh, unless they're gonna do him versus Gunther, so we won't we won't do Seth Rollins. Um, you know, an OC versus the Judgment Day thing. I mean, Bloodline falling apart. I mean, what do we what do we think could happen as far as the men's war games matches? Could we see the Bloodline, all four of them, against the New Day and the Brawling Brutes? Which, which two of the brawling brutes you can? Which one of the brawling brutes you can leave out? Ridge or or Pete Dunn and put Ridge and Sheamus. Oh, I definitely and wouldn't leave Pete. I definitely would not leave Pete Dunn. Um, that that man's psycho. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. I know what you're thinking. I'm, I know what you're thinking. I mean, that could, you know, that that could be something. But which? I mean, obviously, would they be leaving Roman Reigns out? Would it be the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Solo Sokoa as the four members of the Bloodline Inn? Yeah. Or would they change it up because there's quote-unquote five members of the Bloodline? Would they put them against the three members of the Brawling Brutes? It's kind of where I was going to with the New Day and make it a five-on-five five Survivor Series War Games match. That's possible because it's not uncommon to have five-on-five. Five. That's how they started the Survivor Series and War Games when it first came out way back uh, in the day. I never remember seeing a War Games match with more than eight people. But then again, you've also got... I mean, that's for both shows. I mean, you know, you're also looking at, you know, the possibility of Johnny Gargano, Kevin Owens. Well, that was my other uh, question. Are they going to maybe... Are they going to do... Do you think they might do, and this would be for both shows, a Raw War Games team versus a SmackDown War Games team? Not because right now when we're looking at the women, you're talking about an entire field of Raw women, nothing going on with the SmackDown women. And that's, right. just, and that's also in traditional Survivor Series over the last few years, Bianca would be facing Ronda Rousey so she wouldn't be in a War Games match. Right. So I, I think they'll do Raw versus SmackDown. Okay. So which four guys from each show would you... If you're sitting... Okay, well, we'll, we'll take into the assumption that 
Belair and Rousey are, are going against each other in, in Survivor Series, true fashion, and Rollins and Gunther are going against each other. So which four from Monday Night Raw, and then which four from SmackDown and the men's side would you would you put together if you were booking Survivor Series? And hold that thought real quick. All right. You had long enough. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you said hold out to the thoughts so on like that. Um, that's a tough one. I would say Kevin Owens. Uh, maybe a Bobby Lashley. Uh, see, it's tough without Seth. Right. I know it is. It, it might sound crazy, but I would throw a riddle in there and possibly uh, wow and possibly no, he's on Smackdown uh, Owens eh, I would throw in uh I would throw in a Johnny Gargano. Okay. For Brock, for those um, four. Yeah, I I liked I liked three of the four. Um Owens, um Gargano and Riddle kind of all having that NXT connection. Um but yeah, that that fourth person. I mean, yeah, would you would like to say you, you know, Bobby Lash should be a great addition, but He's, to me, too much of a, you know, I'm going to do this on my own type guy to put him in a match like that. So, I mean, I think Rollins would be the perfect addition to that for, um, so yeah, that fourth person from Raw is really, really difficult for me. That's why I said, without Seth Rollins, it's tough to pick it. Yeah. But that's uh, why I think those first three are perfect. And for SmackDown, I would go... Well, obviously, it would probably be three members of the New Day. I mean, three members of the Bloodline. Why? There's four members of the Bloodline. Actually, there's five. All right, I would go Jimmy, Jay, Solo, and Roman. Leaving Sami Zayn out. Wow. See, I don't... I I, I think Roman's going to take this one off. I really do. Oh, I yeah. That's true, because there's nobody for him to defend against. I mean, you know, Survivor Series has been known for champion versus champion. Right. And with him holding two titles, there's no, cha- there's no champion on, on a separate show. So he's obviously not going to be wrestling in a singles match. You're not going to put him in a, in a ring against just some random challenger. So, you know, if he doesn't take it off, put him in the War Games match. See, I don't, I, once again, I don't see him wrestling at Survivor Series at all because he holds both titles. Um, if the Bloodline were to be in it, I do think it would be the Usos, Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn. Now, one thing we've got to look at is, is this injury, which I forgot to mention, um, is this injury with Jey Uso just kayfabe? Or is it really something that, you know what, yeah, he's going to be able to get through these two matches, 
You know, I mean, I had a fractured wrist. I was in a split for a week with no restrictions, do whatever I needed, do whatever I wanted. And then a week later, find out that there's a fracture. And so now I'm in a cast for at least three weeks. So could his injury change the whole thing with the bloodline period? And if that's, I mean, I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, I mean, the four that I would love to see, but it won't happen because of their their feud, would be Emporium with Sheamus and Butch. I think that would be an incredible foursome, especially in a War Games match. But because it's two heels and two face, I don't know if SmackDown would do that. Right. So could you see possibly... Them using, oh Jesus, I'm scrolling down the raw roster, and I just, that fourth person, I mean, crikey, I mean, unless they were to keep one of them out and put, like, the, uh, You know, maybe take AJ Styles and, and use him, you know, have him, but then he would have the rest of the OC in it with him, and then you'd add one more. So, I right. mean, women. What would you do for the four raw women? The four raw women, I would go, well, obviously, Bianca. Nope, she's no, already in a match no, against no, Ronda Rousey. No, Can't no, use Bianca. Ronda. I, I would go Alexa, Asuka. Candice LeRae, and, hmm. Yeah, you run out right there. <laughs> yep. You so run out. Again, and Bianca. Um, Candice LeRae, Alexa, Asuka, and, God, the fourth one would be, uh, Wow. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they bought in somebody from NXT. Nah, I don't, I don't, who? Who's a big enough face right now in NXT that would be able to join those three women in a war games so, match that, that, that people are going to enjoy seeing? Zoe Stark? I, I don't think she's, she's part of a tag team. I don't think, I mean, if anybody, it would be, out of the two of them, it would be Nikita Lyons. They look more into her than anybody else. But once again, she has no rapport with these women. I, I just throw her into a, a a Survivor Series War Games match. This isn't just a regular match of Monday Night Raw. So I yeah. almost think you have to go heels and go with damage control plus uh, Nikki Cross, Dewdrop, you know, I mean, God forbid, Tamina. I mean, unless you're going to go the three faces and throw in, well, no, Natalia's in SmackDown. Um, you know, does, does, I mean, I don't think we can anticipate Carmella coming back because, I mean, her tragic incident she just had, um, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch would be perfect, but she's still injured. So it's just, I I don't, she's not going to be ready to be back by Survivor Series. I just saw a video of her working out, um, and she still got her arm in a sling. So now, do you think I'm just asking you? Do you think it's time to bring Charlotte back? 
I thought it was time to bring Charlotte back months ago. The fuck is she not? What are they not using her for? She's not injured. She took time off to get married and go on a honeymoon. Well, it's not a, unless it's a three-month-long honeymoon. Jesus Christ. But Andrade's been on AEW Dark and, and AEW shows. So what What are they waiting for? Right. And do we see uh, the fourth member of Damage Control as possibly Shayna? Who? Shayna. From SmackDown when all the other three are on Raw? Oh, they're on Raw. I keep forgetting. They're well, on they, Raw. They, they, well, as tag team champions, they go back and forth. They go back, yeah, they go on both shows. That's what confuses me. They're Raw, you know, rostered talent. Yeah, okay. I could see a, a face team. Um, oh, and this is very interesting. Um, Naomi and Sasha Banks are now once again listed on the SmackDown roster on Wikipedia. They weren't. They were taken off of that. So this is really, I mean, but for faces um, from SmackDown, I I could see um, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, but then who's the fourth? (laughs) It's just, what the fuck? Fuck. Yep. You know, I mean... You can't use Zelina because she's with... Uh, yeah, but she's not a face. So I was looking... I mean, so maybe that fourth would have to be Natalia. But is, is Natalia... I don't know. In, in the right, quote-unquote, shape to be in a War Games match at yeah, this point in her career? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's 40 years old. She's not a spring chicken, so I mean, it's just everything is just pointing to, I don't know how they would do, you know, unless they're going to break tradition and not do, you know, Bianca versus um, Ronda and, you know, Rollins versus Gunther. And we haven't seen... uh... Um, gee, it's been so long, I forgot her name. Uh, the Marine there, what's her name? Oh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, we haven't seen her around, so we don't know what they're doing, what they're doing with her. Well, she's I been wrestling at, she's been wrestling at, she has been wrestling at live events, um, and stuff like that, so she's still active. Um, they just don't have anything for her storyline-wise on, you know, on TV. Okay. Wow, WWE creatives got a lot of work to do now, especially if they go with tradition and they put Bianca and Ronda in a match. There's two that are out of war games right there. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I anticipated Ronda being in a, a war games match anyways. Um, I mean, obviously, my dream war games match would have been if um, those other two girls, Marina, Shafir, and whatever that other girl's name was, were still in NXT. You could bring them up and add them to Shayna and Ronda and then do the four horsewomen in the WWE. But that'll, I mean, just character-wise, the, the way right. that they, you know, obviously Becky being injured wouldn't happen. But character-wise, with the different directions they've gone in with Shayna and, you know, Charlotte and Becky and, and Bailey, they... they that that wouldn't happen now. 
Are those two even still wrestling? Who? Shafir and... One uh, of them, I know one of them's in AEW. One of them's in AEW now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's the Marina Shafir girls in AEW. Oh, all right. But yeah, they've got a lot of work to do putting these teams together for uh, war yeah. games. Yeah. And at what point? And at what point? With if if it is once again Raw versus SmackDown, do we possibly see Ronda Rousey show up Monday Night Raw tomorrow night? Possible. Because I mean, what what I mean, Bianca winning. I, I mean, beating Bailey. I think that's it. I think it's done. I think Bailey's chance right now is over. Um, I think they'll have to find another feud for with somebody else. And uh, what else is there for for Bianca? And what else is there for Ronda right now? I mean, other than maybe a Shayna Baszler double cross on Ronda Rousey and turn on her. And get that feud going. Um, well, let me ask you this. What do you think of Ronda versus Bianca? Would I that be a match you'd be interested in watching? Yes and no, only because it's it's power versus power, realistically. Um, Ronda Rousey isn't going to out-wrestle Bianca Belair. She's just she's going to have to out-muscle her. Um, so that, to me, would make for the interesting part. Right. I mean, obviously, if they have a battle of the promos... Ronda won't win, mm. but, uh... Well, I mean, uh, you never know. Bailey, I mean, Bianca, eh, she's hit or miss uh, on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, anybody out there from WWE, you want some advice on some war game stuff, give us a call. We'll uh, do it the best we can to help you out, because you got enough going on with that, trying to put these matches together. Right. I, wa- I just want to see what singles matches or tag team matches they're going to put together for Survivor Series... After they put the war games team together, well, what, I mean, I mean, are we going to see a McIntyre versus Karrion Cross one on one again? Well, well, that that would all depend on you know. Once again, it it I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I think some of it depends on what happens with. Once again, is it storyline? Is it kayfabe? Is it truth? To this injury to Jay, because if he's out there, if if he's injured, they're losing their titles to the Usos on Friday. I mean, Usos losing their titles to the New Damn Friday, um, and then maybe the New Day is that tag team as as a face that says, you know what, we're going to defend the Raw title on Raw, and we're going to defend the SmackDown title on SmackDown. I don't think a heel would ever do that because they want to keep both titles, but maybe a face could be, you know, that one that says, you know, and then maybe we get them losing to somebody on Raw so we have the tag team belts, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because I think it's getting tired. I'm tired of this undisputed title shit. We have four titles on the main roster that are being defended right now on the men's side. That's it. And you've got nobody to go against them. Well, I mean, you do, but, I mean, you, you still got to build people up. I mean, there's plenty of tag teams out there to take yeah. on the Usos. I mean, the Street Profits, the Alpha Academy. Um, my mind just went black. Obviously, the New Day, the Brawling Brutes, Imperium. I mean, that's five right there. 
that are legitimate that if they had, in my opinion, if any of those five had the tag team titles, you had a tag team title, you're not saying, oh, fuck, they're title holders, they're champions, why? I mean, right. in my opinion, that's, that's five legitimate teams. Yeah, well, that's the same thing with Roman. I mean, you've right. got, you've exactly. got definite, definite individual wrestlers. You know, you've got McIntyre, you've got Karrion Cross, you've got Lashley, you've got uh, Kevin Owens. You know, you've got those guys that can go one-on-one with Roman Reigns. And with him holding on to two titles, that kind of gives you, you know, restrictions on... Right. The titles. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing all these groupings of wrestlers. Because AJ Styles is a championship contender anytime he steps in the ring. Finn Balor, yeah. Sheamus. I mean, you have these other wrestlers that are involved in these groups that if they if there were two titles, they wouldn't have to be in these groups. They'd be able to challenge for these titles. You know who we need back to solve all these problems? Randy Orton. My, what problem would that solve? Well, I mean, you, that would give you an extra body to add into, but you what, know, to, to add in new feuds. and. Where would they add him in? Would they add him back into the singles? Or would they say, yeah. hey, listen, you know, you've got this back issue. You really had a great thing going in the tag division. Let's put you back with Matt Riddle and keep this RK Bro thing going to quote unquote protect you and maybe extend yeah. his career for a little bit of time. Yeah, they could do that. They could bring him back and keep him in a tag team with Riddle. And if they have something else to do with Riddle, maybe put him in a tag team match with somebody else. But I would see him putting him in a tag team with Riddle and keep that going. Because okay. RK Bro started off slow, but then built themselves right oh, up to be. It was humongous. Uh, the fans loved. Oh, it was humongous, and they and it wasn't just humongous because the fans liked them. They were humongous because of the way they performed in their matches and in the ring. Yeah, and in the beginning, I was just sitting there waiting for Randy Orton to drop an RKO on Riddle. Yeah, that one, yeah, when they they said, that was one of the things when they first got together. Is when's Orton turning on Riddle? When is this right. happening? When is this happening? And then, then it was like, no, I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. I mean, you've also got, you know, things that you can do, probably, probably, things you can do with The Miz, things you can do with Ciampa when he finally comes back. Uh, yeah, they they would really have to build up Ciampa a lot more to, to be legitimate anything, especially if you didn't follow him in NXT at all. Which I understand. A lot of people don't. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people had no right. idea who he was when he came up to the roster. Um, so if you didn't follow him and you don't know his history, it would take a lot to, to, to build him up. Has there been an injury report on Sheamus? No, he wasn't injured. It's all kayfabe. Right. He got married and yeah, went on his honeymoon. That That's why he got quote-unquote injured. So it's just a matter of you know, when he's going to be back. He's not, once again, he's not rehabbing from injury. Do, do they give him, does he take a month off and we don't see him again till? Uh, who knows? Does he take a couple months off and we don't see him again till the Royal Rumble? I mean, that that's very much a possibility. Uh, yep. Uh, now, they said Jey Uso had a fractured wrist or a broken wrist? Uh, I want to say, if I remember correctly, fractured. Okay, now... 
Was it me or was he moving that arm quite a bit? Yeah, he was. And, and quite well. Yeah. And like now I you're said, like you're not going to move your arm that that well. Why? With a fractured wrist? If you want to deal with the pain, you can. I had, I mean, oh. I was I moving my when I when my wrist was fractured before they put me in a cast. I was in just a regular splint for a week, where I was able to do anything and everything I wanted. They just wanted me to have a splint on it. So I mean, I was able to you know do things and and you know, I mean, I had fractured ribs. I mean, I had, it was a struggle standing up, especially with one fucking leg. You know, I had yeah. to use my right hand, and did you know? So it it is possible. Yep, and Survivor Series will be three weeks, November twenty sixth, I think. Yeah. The day after Thanksgiving. No, it's the Saturday. It's Saturday. It's not the day after. Oh, it's a, it's a Saturday. All right, it's two days after Thanksgiving, which I noticed Michael Cole calling it the Thanksgiving night tradition on Friday Night SmackDown because uh, I remember the very first SmackDown, the very first Survivor Series they had was on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you're old as fuck. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, WWE's got a lot of work to do putting these War Games matches together. And not only putting them together, but putting them together to interest the crowd. To get the pop from the crowd for each match. Right. So, a lot of work to be done. First of all, I just want to let out there, you know, congratulations to the Houston Astros. for oh, winning. Shut up. Uh, shut up. Shut up with that shit. Shut up with that shit. And also... I want to say two- congratulations... To the Philadelphia Eagles for being 8-0. and Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, uh, two week, in two weeks, on Wednesday night, for the Wednesday night show, the Top Rope Report will be bringing in a special guest. He's a, He does know his wrestling. He's covered wrestling through uh, Bleacher Report. And he has also been a reporter for ESPN Radio. Um, I just met the man a couple weeks ago, and, you know, we sat outside on the back deck and talked for, like, 35 minutes about wrestling. This wrestling, that wrestling, old school wrestling, the wrestling they got now. And the Top Rope Report will have on live on Facebook as their special guest, Mr. Christian Vick. Um, Also a former um, college basketball standout at the University of Quinnipiac. I checked him out on Google. He was also a... He was also entered in the 2005 NBA draft. Uh, he ended up as an unrestricted free agent. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to talking to him and hearing some good stories from his time with Bleacher Report and ESPN Radio. So tune into that show. It should be an interesting should be an interesting show that night. So has there been any word on what's going? Has there been any word as to what's going on for Raw Monday night? Um, have they said any matches or anything? I don't think so. I don't. I don't recall. Okay. Well, we we know we're going to see Damage Control. We know we're going to see Bailey. Yeah. Bianca, you know, and then so. I mean, we'll 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 generally see quote unquote Crown Jewel Fallout. And with their own, I'm hoping that with their only being three weeks until Survivor Series, uh, maybe now it'll be 19 days as of Monday, 
right. we'll start to see what Survivor Series is going to be and how it's going to be evolved. Um, right. Do they do they it. name a captain to their to the to the, once again we got to is it going to be the traditional Survivor Series we've seen over the over several years where it's Raw versus SmackDown? So, meaning Raw puts together a team and SmackDown puts together a team. So, do they right. name a captain for the men's team? And then, you know, do they, you know, do they name a captain for the women's team? And, and are we seeing Rollins against Gunther? Are we seeing Bianca versus Ronda? Because the only thing listed on Wikipedia are the two War Games matches. And it just says TBD, 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 right. TBD. That's it. doesn't mention now, anything which, else. Now, which War Games match do you think... They'll have a hard time putting together. They'll have a harder time putting together a women's war games team or a men's war games team. It depends on what restrictions they have. If they're not doing title versus title like they have before, I think it's. I think both are easy. Yeah, I yeah, think you, you, you take a four. You take a, you, exactly. You take a Bianca and give her three people. And if you want to take four people, you take, you know, four heels from, hell, have it be, you know, have Ronda and Bianca be the captains, and then Ronda takes, you know, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, and I don't even, any other heel from SmackDown. Um, right. Against Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, and, and the Candice LeRae. Yeah. And same thing with the men. You just, you know, maybe you make, you know, Rollins versus Gunther as the champions, and then they have to choose their teams. Yep. Now, one question I want to um, bring up to you before we close the show. If they do that, and they have Bianca teaming with Alexa, Oscar, and one other person, where does that leave damage control? If you put them against... Well, once it, that, that's exactly it. Are the War Games matches going to be brand versus brand, or are they just going to be a team versus a team? Because right. you can put together the four against four from Raw Women's Division, and then four against four from the Men's SmackDown Division, and that way you're evening it out. Right, exactly. you can do so. the Bloodline, minus one of them, against, say, the Brawling Brutes with... Drew McIntyre. Get Drew yep. McIntyre back into this. Well, they got a lot of work to do before yep. Survivor Series. And, and hopefully so. we get clues as to what they're going to do starting tomorrow. I don't want to wait for even another week or right. the, the week before to find out what they're planning to do for Survivor Series. Give us something early enough. It's only three weeks away, guys. Yep. So, all right. With that being said... We've come to the end of... Greg, this was a tremendous show. Yes, it was. Yeah, great show today. Um, and we've come to the end of another edition of the Top Rope Report. I want to thank everybody who was watching. Once again, Greg, thank you. And uh, on behalf of the Nugs to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report. Saying thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll catch you all on Wednesday.
And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Top Rope Report. Talk to you all on Wednesday.